record it coast to coast to wherever you're listening to this right now. This is the Low End Marauders Podcast. What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? What's good? Uh, welcome to uh, a brand new season of the Low End Marauders Podcast, uh, season four. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, I go by the name of Nick. Uh, with me, as always, is Jared. What's happening, Jared? Yo, what's happening? What's happening? Um, and normally, uh, for those who who are just now discovering us, we normally have a third person, uh, Kyle, aka DJ Young Frankie. But you know, scheduling conflicts and all that, and with him doing his thing. Uh, he's not with us, but uh, we we trying to get him back on the show as soon as possible, uh, so that way he can give his takes on some of the stuff too. Uh, but you know, brand new season, new topics, uh, same thing uh, going on in hip hop today. Uh, we gonna talk about um, everything that went down at uh, the Essence Festival uh, a couple of days ago. We're going to talk about, um, allegedly, a new Tupac album on the way. Uh, we got, we're got going to rank some uh, Wu-Tang albums, well, Wu-Tang solo albums, uh, but all that's later on. But first, let's get into the whole uh, Drake versus uh, Childish Gambino story that's going on uh, right now. Uh, for those who aren't aware, uh, Drake, he is currently on tour with his It's All a Blur tour. Uh, I believe that that has uh, 21 Savage featured on the tour. Um, basically, what um, I believe it was opening night uh, all the way in Chicago uh, at the United Center. Uh, he launched into one of his songs, uh, one of his songs from the past called Headlines. And um, one of the, I guess you could say, headlines that was that was a part of the um, of the digital feed that was on stage while he was performing, uh, he decided to take a shot at uh, Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover. Uh, basically, what was said on the uh, digital feed while he was performing is the overrated and overawarded hit song this with this is america was originally a drake diss record uh which was read at the um uh during the performance now for those who aren't aware that um glovers this is america uh it basically went home with four grammy nominations all the way back a few years ago at the grammys and is now a uh, triple platinum um uh, and even Childish Gambino himself basically said and admitted that the song started off as a joke and as a diss track to Drake. And so um, now it seems like after all these years, Drake's decided to, you know, clap back at Donald Glover for um, for basically past comments that he said um, about uh, the Drake uh, this song at the time. So, uh, my question to you is like, how do you feel about it? Uh, my take on it is like, why now? I bring that shit up. Like, that exactly. Shit was, that shit was years ago. Like, you Drake, you just trying to be, I don't know, you just trying to be, I don't know. It's not like a relevancy, but it's like, bro, 
Why even bring that up? If you if you if you if you, if you made it seem like if you said it was a joke, why even bring that up to make it sound like like I don't know, it sounds like some narcissist shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he and he even said it was a joke. There's a Drake this. Then he laughed about it. You should let it like let it go, bro. Like this shit been bothering this shit been bothering you that bad over these years. You just now saying shit, or now you or either now you just found out, right? You feel like you gotta address it, like like bro, like I don't know. Drake been doing some questionable shit since since Scorpion, so I don't know, bro. <laughs> That's true. First of all, you got an album called Scorpion. That's already suspect. <laughs> I don't know, bro. You just then you, t- then you asking twenty one to do something for you. Like it just it's <laughs> a lot of shit going on, man. I just say, bro, why even if our child's can't be no, bro, I just let it go, bro. Right. Like, I don't even entertain this shit, because that's what he want. That's what he want. Like, he's trying to start some shit. He's trying to start it. It's been a while. He's trying to start another beef again. Mm -hmm. Stay on top. Now, the meat kept kept him afloat for a while. Until until Pusha T got in that ass. Pause. (laughs) Right. And got... And it just interrupted his whole rollout, like. But fuck the whole roll uh rollout too. But yeah, fuck the whole rollout up. The whole rollout. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, it's dumb, bro. Who care? Who gives a fuck? Like I didn't even. <laughs> no one, bro. Like. Why you even bring that shit up on tour? Like, what are you trying to expose the nigga or something? But this nigga is Donald Glover, my nigga. Right. This is the nigga that gave Migos they fucking high streams. All he did was plug. All he did was shout out one song. Yeah, I was inspired by um, Bad and Bougie. That shit went number one the same night. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. That's more than what LeBron be doing. Right. The the fake uh the fake hey, I fuck with the nigga. You know what I'm saying? They be getting paid to like paying LeBron to go ahead and say, you know, paying Bron to hey, hey check this, listen to this shit. And then he bubbing in the locker room like this shit hard. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Go on to your game too, son. Mhm. Nah, bro. Nah, it's dumb, bro. It, 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 it's all dumb. Like you just trying to bring some promo to the to the concert, right? Excuse me. Do some promo to the concert. Trying to do your uh, my you know, Saint Pablo tour vibe. You know, want to expose somebody during a tour. And you did it during the headline set? Come on, bro. Right. I understand we did it back to back. 
Well, I don't know if you're going to do that anymore, but I understand it was something else, but you're going to do it on the headline set? <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's do it. Bum, 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 Honestly, never mind. It wasn't that bad. I'm gonna be honest with you. I listened, went back and listened to it. It wasn't that bad. It went, it was left for him, but he just pretty much did all the little reggae shit he used to do, spread on, sprinkled on albums. He just made a whole album of it. <laughs> niggas just wasn't, just, just wasn't, when, niggas just wasn't ready to hear that shit. I mean, you gotta be, you probably gotta be on vacation with your toes in the sand to enjoy the shit. Uh huh. Unfortunately, we on concrete. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> True. We concrete and dirt. We don't know what the fuck going on. But then he then he followed up with the 21 Savage shit, which was dope. He just sound only thing difference about that, he just sounded hurt. Like right. a, like all the females that crushed his dreams, that moved on to the next nigga and didn't text him back or didn't tell him that she was moving on. That's what it sound like. <laughs> it should sound like... It should sound like a Drake album featuring 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he was, barely, he was barely on this shit. Like, Drake took all the shine. Right, kind of like how uh, Jay did with Jay Electronica. Right, like Jay outshines you your own, your own album. Right. I don't even remember the Jay Electronica verse on that bit. <laughs> now that you mention it, I I don't either. I like damn, bro. You got Jay Z rapping on here first. He just pretty much just drowned you the whole the whole album. He ain't mean right. to, but Jay had a lot of shit to say. Right. He was on his five percent Muslim shit. Like he said a lot of a lot of shit. He outshined you on the five percent shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Damn. Come on, bro. Anyway, it's not about them. But yeah, Drake shit is corny, man. It really Every- is. Every month, Drake do some corny shit. Either it's the tattoos, the outfit, the hair, or his actions. You always talking right, about he... you always talking about a chick's ex. Like for what I do better than you, Serena. Your, your husband is a groupie. Like what the fuck kind of corny shit is that? Like, it, it's just it's just his bruised ego getting the better of him. Just because she probably wouldn't give him any play. And speaking of corny shit, like I remember seeing, like um, he had his nails painted, and Lil Yachty approved that or some shit like that. I'm like, that's your approval, like, yeah, Yachty approved this shit. It's right. official now. Fuck out of here. <laughs> this shit don't make any sense, bro. It's like you get off on just. Clowning yet their exes like that whole album was about shitting on the chick that moved on with the next nigga and you can't have her no more. 
Right. I do better than this nigga. I make more than this nigga. This nigga took you out on a party bus. Like he just you just hurt, bro. Mm-hmm. That that ego's a motherfucker too. Yeah. And I think that's uh basically what it was, just a bruise ego for him trying to, you know, act like he can get everyone and every uh well every woman he can think of and it came back and bit him in the ass. Because some women just don't want to fuck with him like that. Others are just, you know, being faithful to who they with. Right. And you think you fucking guys give the women and shit. That's what it feel like. Right? I'm like, bro, everybody don't fuck with you like that. Right? You don't just because you Drake don't mean shit, bro. Right? <laughs> That's true. Like, and you trying to do that, that'll get you, uh, that'll get your ass kicked, too. You 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 pull up like he cool for a second until you actually deal with a nigga for about this, a month or two. Then you be like, yo, this nigga's weird, right? <laughs> texting texting hoes like, hey man, why you ain't say good morning to me yesterday? <laughs> the fuck? You said like seven fifteen, like. The other day you said it at seven o'clock. What's wrong? Why was the what's why is with why is the what happened to the fifteen minute gap? Like he said some weird shit like that. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know, but it's just corny, bro. It's, it's I can't. Right. Who, who cares, bro? I did that shit. I was like, why are you bringing that shit up now? Like. Exactly. Meanwhile, you giving Charles Gambino more clout, right? And he ain't, you, well, making, you making niggas listen. You making niggas listen to "This Is America" again, right? If anything, his streaming numbers up, back up again. You about to go uh, quadruple platinum now, right? All because of your dumb ass, <laughs> right? What you think? You think it's corny too? I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree too. Like this shit is corny because, again, like these past few years, and and I don't want to br- I don't want to bring up the Pusha T beef, but in this case, I got to. But anyway, uh, it seems like Drake's mo when it comes to beef these past few years have been woulda, coulda, shoulda, like. I wish I could have did this. I wish I would have did that. Uh, I should have, you know, did this to you and all this other shit. And now it just makes him feel, it just makes him come off as corny when he does that. Because, you know, with that push of tea beef he had, I definitely think, well, I don't know if it did, but I definitely think it should have humbled him a bit when it comes to, you know, trying to pick fights with certain people and you know and when you do and somebody came back you know bigger stronger more lyrical and you know more evil when it comes to the beef than you you just got uh you just got to hold that L especially if you can't come back from it or you don't uh or you don't have any way to uh retaliate especially uh in a nonviolent way but 
that is basically a bit has been, you know, Drake's MO these past few years compared to, you know, him going at Common um, back then, you know, Common dropped a diss track. Then, you know, uh, Drake had that uh, verse on skate on stay scheming uh, with Meek Mill. We all know about that. That's uh, when both of them going back to forth. Uh, back and forth and that's when Drake dropped uh, back to back and nowadays it just seems like you know he he's just trying to be petty but in the worst way like there's you know petty as being funny and there's just petty as being corny and with you know him doing this this is just petty in a corny way because like you said if the, if this was such a problem why, you know, talk about it? Why do something about it five years later, all after the fact? Why, you know, uh, bring it up? Why mention it? You know, ju just keep the same energy you had uh, when it came out. You didn't say anything about it. So why address it now? So it's just like, you know. All right, and I, and I guarantee you been knew about this. Right. And and even if he did know about this, uh, about this, it's just like this was five years ago. Like, bro, just move on from it, hold the L, and you know, just just keep it moving. But if there is a beef uh, that is about to become of this, like we we all know, uh, Drake is winning the hits battle when it comes to uh, him and Childish Gambino. But I honestly cannot think of a song that's, you know, more culturally impactful than This Is America, especially since Drake doesn't have something like that in uh, in the tank. So. Right. So I would also say that, you know, with Drake, you know, don't take him like uh, don't take uh Donald Glover likely either because uh, you, you know he can freestyle too. So it wouldn't surprise me if Drake does try to make something out of this and, you know, childish, you know, he claps back with something because I, I think he could take him on in a battle, but I don't know if, uh, if Donald Glover could win the battle. Because, uh, like I said, he can freestyle, he can rap his ass off, uh, don't believe me? Go back and listen. Um, go back and listen to his freestyle on Sway in the Morning from I want to say over a decade ago. Yeah, I think that's when he was promoting uh, because of the internet on his morning show back then. I could be wrong, but any but anyway, um, yeah. Just um, if, if something were to happen uh, between us, and you know, the, a beef does start, I would tell drake you know don't take him too lightly especially after you know he uh he decided to take push a t lightly and we all know what happened there that's when drake went on the woulda coulda shoulda uh tour and you know he was going on interview saying man i would have punched him you know in in the face and all this other shit i should have dropped the diss track like i started that breath's over with now right So it's just like, you know, it, it's just like you said, like, why bring it up five years later? Where was this five years ago? 
I don't know, is this like the fifth anniversary of the moment or some shit? Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't either. Because uh, because it's just like, just just move on from it. Like, it happened all them years ago. It was, uh, it won, uh, like I said, it won four uh, Grammy Awards. Two of them, uh, two of those awards were, you know, part of the big four um uh, big four uh awards for the night and uh because he won i got it right here hold on yeah won four awards including um best rap sung performance best music video uh the two of the big four like i said with record of the year and song of the year okay so me i say you know don't take don't take donald lightly uh drake don't take him lightly if he does decide to clap back. But uh, speaking of that, what do you think about uh, Joe Joe Button saying that uh, Drake is gonna uh, Drake can smoke childish Gambino in a rap battle? Bruh, that's the dumbest debate ever. <laughs> now, we don't know what the fuck childish Gambino can got under his sleeve. He never been in a battle before. We don't know what Chaz Gambino could do. Nigga's a wild card. <laughs> he can rap, act, direct. He direct that swarm shit. You don't know what the fuck this nigga could do. He probably got dirt on Drake. This track could have been fire. We don't know. That's true. And Drake just trying to pick on somebody. That's the thing. He, he pick on niggas he know he can beat. Like... And he's been trying to, you know, sneak this Kendrick for years. Like, he's low-key a fan, for one. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... Yeah, of course, Drake can... Drake can name all type of... Drake can say all type of shit about Travis Gambino. Like, oh, you look like you was homeless for about three years. Like, he can say a whole lot of shit. Right. You know, it's easy to kill Travis Gambino. Like... <laughs> But what is right. that gonna do for your? What's that gonna do for your career? Nothing really. Not gonna do nothing, bro. You're not gonna boost. You're not gonna get no stripes for that. Like now, my Meek with Meek in there because he's certified. Like you, bar lyricist. Like you, you got you got some you got some stripes for that. Like it's oh you went against a big dog, but. Common, when it's common, you know, you say he was gonna get some heavyweight people, but childish Gambino, like, <laughs> you don't pose no threat. That's why I'm not nuts, no slight to the the Donald, but he don't pose no threat to nobody. He he just be chilling, bro. Right, he just doing his own thing. He been quiet for for a minute, so why the fuck would you bring him back up all of a sudden, like? Right, shit, like that's what I'm saying, dog. It's just corny shit, like. I, I respect the bullies attacking the bullies. Like don't don't just attack a nigga who just chilling. Like, right? You don't pose no threat. Like I don't I don't fuck with that, bro. And you know his power. He know his power and what he can do. Like you 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 got you got you got fans that's gonna ride with you regardless of the fuck shit you be doing. Mm-hmm. So the fact you want to pick on Gambino, like. It shit just makes it corny in my eyes. It makes it corny. Like, I don't like shit like that. 
Right. And Drake been doing a lot of fuck. He, the nigga, the nigga, Drake, Drake is the, Drake is the type of nigga that will, that will be the uh, antagonist and be the victim at the same time. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And that been his whole fucking career. <laughs> yep, case in point. Like I said, uh, the woulda, coulda, shoulda interviews after um, Pusha T handed him that L. Yeah. And he was like, he want to start all this shit with different niggas. So now when the nigga actually outsmarts him, and Jake and Drake is a calculated nigga. I give him that. You want a nigga that's you get out outsmarted by, outcalculated by, and now all of a sudden you want to play the victim. Yeah, he brought up my child and the rollout. Like, nah, nigga, all you had it coming to you. That that is your karma for starting shit with everybody. Just because you're a bigger artist and you know you could drown a nigga career just based off who you are. And niggas, niggas gonna respect what you say for face value. Mm-hmm. Just because you're Drake. Like, he used that shit in the wrong way. Like, he almost drowned drum career. Like, a lot of people forget about that. That nigga yeah. could have drowned, nigga could have drowned drum. Because I remember when Hotline Bling came out and it came out with a song Cha Cha. That shit was fire. But then. It was. It, it wasn't called Hotline Bling at first. When Hotline Bling came out, that shit was called Hotline Bling Cha-Cha Remix. I don't know if niggas remember that shit. I remember this vividly on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much a remix to Cha-Cha. And then it just then it just called it Hotline Bling, but that shit almost ended Cha-Cha's career. Luckily, he came back with Broccoli right. and shit or whatever. Yeah, the one with uh, Yachty. Yeah, that kind of revived his career, but nigga Drawn was mad about that, bro. I mean, I can't say I don't blame him. I would be too. Now I see why, like, DJ Mustard was mad at Jacquees when he redid uh, um, Trippin', like LMA, because LMA's new, and you got niggas, you got niggas going, getting hyped, over the remix, a freestyle that you did, like over the remix version that you did, they like an more the original. You're gonna draw her out. Mm-hmm. So nigga had to take you out the. Uh, they had to take you out the equation. He had to take you off the internet at that time because it's like you about to draw her career. Like you doing a remix, cool, but niggas listen to your shit more than my shit, and this is my artist. As a, I, that I figured, I thought it was some hating shit at first, but as a business standpoint, if you look at it through Mustard's perspective, you fucking my whole shit up. Right. And who authorized you to remix my shit? <laughs> like, it ain't like it's Wayne or somebody, like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's just dumb, like, I don't know, just Drake just be doing something just this is just, 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 just corny shit, bro. And I been said he fell off. Like he fell off. So his last good project to me was was probably views. Oh. It, 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 it's either that or 
that uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Shit, I like views. Uh, I would say uh, if you're reading this, I like views. Views was cool. It's some shit he could have he could have left out. It was a lot of fillers on on views, but I like the the direction of the project because it was like Canada based and where he's from and all that shit. So it was dope, but after that. More life was trash. Everything just went downhill to me. But the fact that it's Drake is gonna sell. That's what I'm saying for like base value. They're gonna just cause Drake's name on it. You allowed to put out bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 the funny part is, since you bringing all that up, uh, he was um he was at a stop on the tour too. And he was, you know, he was subliminally dissing, you know, these rappers, talking about how he, you know, how these rappers are all, um, how they all put out uh, albums like uh, four or five years, uh, and unlike and unlike him, he puts out an album, you know, all, he says he's gonna try to put out an album like every year or every two years or something like that, and it's just like, bruh, like quantity don't mean it's gonna be a good album quantity uh don't mean that it's gonna shoot straight to number one the only only nigga that can do that right now is young boy Mm -hmm. you're gonna be number one every time bro you that artist that you don't have to do that you just pretty you're pretty much trying to stay relevant at this point seems like it and it's looking desperate like that like niggas gonna forget about you so i gotta put out some shit I'm like, bro, you got Kendrick taking a five-year hiatus coming out, platinum, Grammy. Grammy Award. Yeah, yeah I was about to say Grammy Award winning uh, got, albums, too. Right. You got SZA, five-year hiatus, number one album for weeks, mm-hmm. weeks, months. Came out, like, December. Still number one. Like, mm-hmm. every single she putting out fire. Like, yep. And, no, it means, like, bro, you don't have to do that, bro. Live life, bro. You got to be, you got to be that guy. He's the type that got to be that nigga all the time. Right. Like, enjoy the fruits, bro. I guarantee if you take a five-year hiatus, he going to come back. No, I'm telling you, if he come back, if he come back, if he take a five-year hiatus, then come back. He got so much shit to talk about. That shit gonna be like a so far gone again, like right. Or, or take care is gonna be on that level, like right. But you just keep putting out. You just keep going downhill because you keep putting out mediocre shit. Right, that's true. That's like a nigga selling. A nigga been selling like great, great quality weed for two years straight and then just cause off face value you gonna you gonna think you can get away with selling mid for the rest of the time no nigga like we don't like this shit I don't know man that shit's just right and uh and I also remember we talked about that uh I think that was like uh during the first year we did uh this show when we talked about uh Quantity, quality over quantity. Uh, I can't remember the episode yeah. number off top, but 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just yeah. just take your time. I would say that would probably be the best formula. Just take your time, take some uh some years off, enjoy yourself, and then come back in the studio because you know, uh it seems like that formula's been working. Uh, you know, for like you said, Kendrick has been working for Cole. Um uh, he went away for a couple years and then he came back uh with, with the off season. Um, that went number one. Um, happened with Pusha T. It have um, it happened with Nas, but now um, with Nas, it's just like he's just on you know a killing spree right now with him and Hit Boy. Yeah, they got some Run the Jewels type shit going on, like like right. some gang stars, like some gang star shit going on. Sound pretty good, right? But yeah, I mean, I don't. It's like it's good. I mean, it's good for his fans. I mean, if if the fans like him dropping, you know, an album every two years, every three years, whatever, that's fine. But you know, don't just take a couple year, you know, two years off to give us something mediocre. You know, really take your time with it. You know. Really put pen to paper and you know give us something good. That that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But uh. But yeah, uh, that's how I feel about it. But uh, anything else you want to add before we talk about uh, the craziness at uh, Essence Fest? Nah, let's get on that right now. All right, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. All right, so um. We're going to talk about uh, what happened at this year's Essence Fest uh, set. Um, for those who aren't aware what Essence Fest is, it's basically um, just a festival that happens, I believe, out in New Orleans uh, every year. And it brings out, you know, the best in R&B, the best in, you know, uh, the ladies who who go on stage and performs. Um uh, you know, mo- like I said, mostly R&B, some hip hop, uh, things like that. But anyway, um, during this year's uh, Essence Festival that happened back on July the 7th, from what I have right here, uh, soul singer India Ari voiced her opinion on both Meg The Stallion's and, Janae- and Janelle Monae's uh, performance at this year's festival. She said... Um, do uh with both women um uh, having i guess you could say sexual um uh, like a sexual set at the festival she just called it uh a lack of uh a lack of discretion um basically online uh they posted a video clip of uh Megan Thee Stallion's performance on his uh on his IG page with the caption hot girl boot camp was in effect last night it's Janelle Monet with the encouragement for us. And basically uh, with the Megan Thee Stallion video that was posted, it features several women twerking on stage for the crowd with uh, Janelle Monet cheering them on. And so um, also later during that set, you know, Janelle Monet, she was on stage performing. And, you know, if for those who have been following her these past couple months, she has an album that's out right now. She's about to go on tour. And, you know, with Janelle Monet wilding out right now, 
she decided to, um, you know, flash a breast at the crowd, uh, albeit with a pastry, you know, over her nipple. Or um, So um, with all that happening, uh, India, uh, like I said, soul singer India Ari expressed her feelings about it uh, on the post uh, comment section. And she basically went on went on a lengthy rant about it by saying the issue is what the issue is what is context humanity does everything but does everything belong in in a stage no is everything for kids no is everything for everybody no um she later goes on to say we when we as a culture make something like this mainstream it shows a lack of discretion and discur in discernment uh, she also uh, went on to say um, and ended the comment by saying, I'd like to go on the record saying this won't age well, and that's my issue. I love Janelle and Meg the way I love us all, and I don't like this moment. So um, I'll go ahead and ask you this. Like, did Do you feel like uh, they went a little too far with the set? No, cause that's that's what Megan does. Mm-hmm. That's what she does, bro. I mean, that's her mo. Like she gonna do some, she gonna do some twerking, she gonna do some, some wild shit. That's just her. Like that's her set. Like they can't blame a rock and roll nigga for 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 lighting a guitar on fire. That's that's their thing. Like right. I mean. Janelle, they, she she does she she does all that shit and then come out with a pastry on her breast or something like. Yeah, to flash the crowd. Yeah, like like you saying all that. I don't like what's going on, but here you doing some raw shit. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Were you just wearing a suit yesterday? Right, and people also need to remember, like with Janelle, she's been basically you know conservative for uh, most of her career too. <laughs> Right. They get you on a tightrope. What happened to the tightrope <laughs> shit? What happened to the tightrope shit? <laughs> now you just you went from a I couldn't see no skin to now you showing all your skin. Now what the fuck? What the fuck going on? As a man, I like this shit, but <laughs> as a fan of the. <laughs> As a fan of the music, I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, are you doing a Chloe shit to like maybe this is what's selling? Maybe I should show my body to get to get sales, but you flopped. So what is it? Like, what happened? <laughs> Obviously the shit ain't work. It ain't work. So I don't know, bro. I don't know what she going through in her head mentally, bro. She might be going through some shit. Could be midlife crisis. Could be midlife crisis, or could be like, damn, I need to do something. Oh shit, here's a here's a breast. Pulling <laughs> the little cam. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Now it's going to be, she's going to be like twerking on the glory hole or some shit. I don't know what the fuck she's going to do next. 
I don't know what she going to do next, bro. Right. I mean, but it, but it is interesting to see because, uh, like I said, Janelle has been, you know, conservative from, for most of her career, too. So, you know, to see her, you know, wilding out like this, I mean, do what you got to do. And, and you know, um, I mean, if, if it'll get you to sell more records, I mean. Uh, let it get. Uh, hopefully, it'll get you to sell more records. But uh, I, I kind of feel like I, I think when it does come to you know festivals like this, I I, I haven't been to uh to Essence Fest, but I would believe like they would have something to where it is you know age appropriate for certain people. You know, uh, you know it probably is one of those uh you know festivals that has to say you got to be 21 and up or 18 and up and things like that and you know if people like it the people like it you know especially since it has um you know a list of all the performers that are going to be on there so i kind of feel like that's something people need to take into account when they do go to these festivals and you know, they do see the age limit and, you know, they are aware of what's going on with uh, with certain artists and, you know, them doing uh, whatever they can on their sets or, you know, or what they're talking about in records to, I feel like, you know, that's something, you know, people got to be aware of too, or, you know, just be ready to expect the unexpected. Uh, when it comes to, you know, shows and concerts and festivals and things like that, too. But um, like you said, uh, you know, twerking, that's Meg the Stallion's M.O. right there. I mean, you you bound to see that uh, whether she's performing on TV, whether you see her live and in concert, uh, you know, that that's all her that that's her set right there. Um you know, uh, like I said, when Janelle, you know, it's basically basically from what I've seen, especially, you know, on BET Awards, uh, you know, it's, it's basically just conservative. It's basically, you know, her, you know, hitting a little two step and dancing on stage and, you know, singing uh, every now and then. But, you know, I feel like, you know, with her, you know, wilding out a bit uh, for whatever the cause, I mean, like I said, if it's to sell records, it's to sell records. But, you know, I guess, you know, she's just doing it, doing it to, you know, get eyes on the project, get tickets to sell. Because, you know, with her doing that, she's got to do something to, you know, promote things like that, too. So with her doing that, I mean, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to, you know, um, sell tickets, put food on the table, put money in your pocket. So, I mean, I'm not mad at you know her doing that but and, and i'm like you i mean as a guy i don't have no problem with it either i mean if that's what you want to do to you know get all get all eyes on you go for it but you know i, I kind of feel like um you know with um uh, india Ari uh snapping and going off on all this too um i just I just think it's, you know, it's just part of the show. It's just, you know, what's going on 
uh, with um, women and and um, the music at the time. I mean, you can't really, you know, criticize it uh, for what uh, for what they're doing, but because you know, that's what you know get people to you know watch the show, get by the album, stream the songs, things like that. But you know that that's basically what what's going on. You gotta um, get eyes on the uh, on the product somehow, some way. So I mean, I, I can't be mad at uh, at the both of them for doing that. I mean. It's what they got to do to, to, you know, sell records. Go and ahead. I'm not even, and I'm not even mad at, you know, what NDRE is saying, like, cause you know, she came out like, you know, she kept her clothes on. It was, you know, it was some integrity when she came out. Mm-hmm. It was integrity, man. And, and I don't even blame Megan and them because they probably will go a different route, but that's what the executives and the labels, they pushing out an agenda. So if you don't follow that formula, if, if I'm saying I want all my girls to, to show sex and we're going we're gonna to twerk and all this shit, and that's what everybody's on right now, and if you don't fit that formula, they're not going to push you. Right. So it's like a wave that's going on right now. If you don't follow the wave, you not times out of behind. These chicks want to rap like Rhapsody. They probably look up to Rhapsody like, yo, that's my favorite female rapper. Like, but it's not gonna sell. Right. Like you said, they gotta put food on the table, whatever. So the the Zex says, I want this. I'm not I can't push that. So they're gonna follow suit. Right, and they got to go with you. You know the old saying, "Sex sells." So sex sells. So you either gonna, you either go choose what you gonna choose your integrity or you want the bread. Like it's hard to get both unless you that guy. It's hard to get both unless you can sell about keep yours. Unless you're strong enough to where you don't have to sell out, so to speak. You don't have to you don't have to sell out and and still come out on top, still be number one. Then that's good, but everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have some people just gonna have to choose. Some people just gonna have to just follow suit to to, to boost their career up. It's rough, right? Because these labels is doing it. They they push the narrative. They push the, what they want to. They push what they want you to hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. So you got to do the, so, so some people got to do the cookie cutter shit. Right. This shit is sad, my nigga. It's sad. Like. Right. And just because we saying, you know, sex sells, uh, you know, just because we're saying that, that doesn't mean that it's always going to be good. I mean, drugs sell too. I mean, like I said, it doesn't mean it's good or it's gonna work, but it uh, sometimes that's what you got to do in order to get people. Uh, like I said, get eyes on the product. But, right. But you know, um, not everything is. You know, uh, I do agree. I mean, not everything is meant for kids. Not everything is meant for everyone too, because. There's going to come a time where, you know, um, they're going to have to start putting, you know, age appropriate shows for everyone because, you know, 
some of the things they do at some of these shows are, you know, you got to cover your kid's eyes or you got to tell them like, oh, you can't go to this because because of the performer or, you know, whatever they're doing on stage and, and things like that. That's just something, you know, that's not for not for the kids. And and like we said, not everything is for everyone, too. So. I mean, I, I can't, you know, be mad at her voice and her opinion, but, you know, in a way she is right. Uh, you know, not everything, you know, needs to be, you know, flaunted and shown and, you know, all this on stage, too. But like I said, just when it does come to shows like that, I feel like, you know, the promoters or the record labels or whoever's in charge, they need to start, you know, slapping you know 21 and older or 18 and older uh, age limits for people to attend these shows too but uh, but I I, I don't think they went too far I don't think you know they crossed uh, they quote unquote crossed a line or anything like that it's just that you know that uh, that's what they got to do to you know get people talking. That's what they got to do to you know get people to uh, like I said start streaming their songs, um, you know watch their you uh, the music videos on YouTube things like that. So again, I'm not mad at it. I mean, like you like we both said, we're men. We liked it. We don't have a problem with it. So so I mean. You, you just got to let them do their own thing. I mean, whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, then why complain about it online? Just keep it moving and just let it uh, let it go past you and be on about your day. Exactly. So, um, so that's how I feel about it. But uh, anything else you want to add before we get into Tupac? Let's talk about pot, man. All right. Yeah, let's let's do this. Um man. Um one of Tupac's um former co-writer and producer has uh ha- has had fans, you know, excited with news of what could be a potential new album from Pac, you know, almost 30 years after his death. So uh, DJ Daryl, who, uh, like I said, who was the producer and co-writer for uh, Pac's 93 single, Keep Your Head Up, took to IG stories to hint a new project from uh, Tupac. And um, basically on his IG stories, he wrote that uh, he has he has unreleased Tupac vocals in his vault for a long time and then asking, you know, his followers who's ready to hear them. So, um, basically with everything that's going on, like a lot of people are starting to get a little bit excited on, uh, wanting to hear new Tupac in, uh, 2023, but, uh, what has basically confirmed a battle cat produced song, uh, unreleased battle cat produced songs that have been sitting in a vault and were slated to be released sometime this year. Um, Basically, uh, he's saying like he's um, trying to get a new album out sometime this year, and uh, 
again, a lot of people are getting excited over it. And, you know, some people, including, uh, well, we'll get to what, how we feel about it in a bit. But uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and ask, uh, like, how do you feel about hearing a new Tupac in 2023? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> what uh, what can you possibly put out like bro like just let it go that's exactly what i just, said what i was saying too just just let it just just let it die just let it go bro let right. it go we don't want to hear no i don't want to hear no because i know what you're gonna do you go put other niggas on a song that doesn't make sense you're gonna put these new niggas on a song and it don't make sense like mm-hmm. pop Pac featuring Young Boy, or, or, I, I mean, I respect if it's like Pac versus Pac and Cole or something. But even then, like, stop doing that shit. Like, stop using old vocals to match with new niggas. Like, I don't like that. Right. He did that with the Biggie duets. He did that with the uh, Pac's Life album. They did that with um. What's the other shit Pac had with a lot of the shit with I think Pac's life that one that's the song with T.I. and the Keisha Cole one play your cards right. I'm like, bro. Yeah. This nigga is not doing songs with these niggas, bro. Like Pac didn't fuck with everybody like that. It's gotta make sense, bro. It's gotta make sense, bro. I'm not with it, bro. Mm. Right. I, I, I rather you just pay the family, just give them some money versus putting out an album, bro. Like, what you trying to like let the legacy live on? But I'm still listening to fucking All Eyes on Me, bro. Right. We don't need this new shit, bro. We don't. We don't need it. We. That's true. That is true. We really don't. I don't, don't want to hear. I want to hear hear him and Kodak, like, <laughs> or him and Boosie, or whoever felt like they the new Tupac. Right. No, like him and Dirk. Like I don't want to hear that shit. Right, I mean, uh, like you said, other than Cole, I can't think of anybody else who who trying to jump, uh, who would sound good on a Tupac song today. Only people I accept is him and Nas, him and Cole, or him and Kendrick. That's it. Oh yeah, definitely him and Kendrick, uh, him and Cole. I don't know about Nas. No, not sound. No, I mean, remember they did Thug's Passion? No, not Thug's Passion. Thug's, Thug's Mansion. Paradise. Was, no, Thug's Mansion. Oh, Thug's Mansion. There we go. That was dope. That's true. The acoustic version on, that was on uh, Godson. That shit was dope. That's they true. got a good, they got a good, like, because they like the same, talk about the same, you know, conscious, you know, type shit. Like, that's their, that's their, that's their lane. Like, right. The conscious gangster that was Nas, all to T. Like that's true. I mean, me personally, like like I have my reasons on why uh, I I don't want to hear you know 
uh pop new pock uh a new pock album in uh 2023 cuz um like since we talked about it before the show uh we both agreed like with the producer you know trying to do all this it just seems like he's just trying to exploit uh Tupac's name for money and and for attention it's just like why I mean why can uh why beat a dead horse you know the man's been gone for over 25 years you know let him rest in peace let him you know you know let let him let him rest just just let him rest um another reason you know what what is it with these Tupac vocals um I would say between 91 and 96 that you have that we just got to hear that I already haven't heard before on a Tupac song. What What is on these vocals that, that's going to make me go in, in 2023 go, dang, that was dope, or dang, you know, that, that was cool. And, um, and to be honest with you, really nothing. I mean, because... I, I don't want to hear Tupac vocals from, you know, like I said, but uh, in those five years today, I don't want to hear, you know, uh, him, you know, talking about things that happened back then, you know, today, especially if you're trying to get younger uh, listeners to, you know, get into the genre, to listen to the music and all that. So, you know, whatever he has in the vault, just keep it there. That and, you know, um, like like I said, I mean, what what why, why do I want to hear, you know, stuff from back then when I can go back and li- uh, go back 10 years ago and listen to, you know, artists today who uh, who are ba- who are basically saying the same thing. If I want to hear, you know, um uh, Wisdom, I can listen to 444 by Jay-Z. If I want to hear something introspective, I can listen to, you know, something from Kendrick. If I want to hear, you know, women empowerment, I can go listen to Eve from Rhapsody. So it's just like... Right, exactly. Why? Like, why, you know, why exploit this man for money? Why exploit him, you know, for attention? Why exploit him, you know, for a new album that people are more than likely going to listen to once, especially if, like you said, um, he's trying to, you know, bring, you know, newer artists onto, um, onto these songs with him and try to, you know, get it to sell like that. It's just like, just let it go. Let that man rest. You know, the nineties are over. We we just got to leave it uh, back then. Tupac's dead and gone. He ain't coming back. So it's just it's just like why, you know, waste our time trying to, you know, get us hyped up for all this when and you know what? I kind of feel like that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna do. They're just gonna get all these newer artists that's out today and try to get them to jump on this record to, you know, uh just to sell this record. And probably uh, give and probably have them rap over the shittiest beats you can think of too. Beats probably uh, Pac wouldn't fuck with, uh, especially in 2023. Exactly. When it's all the same, you know, trap beats, trap drums. You really think uh, 
do you honestly think Pac would, you know, be trying to listen to something like that uh, now? Probably not. So I just say, you know, let it die, you know, move on. And it's because now and another thing uh, that I just uh, thought of, too, like with him doing this uh, and trying to, you know, um, make new songs and another album. It's just like basically people saying, oh, we, you know, we're making another new uh, Tupac documentary. And it's just like for what when we already know um, the whole story. We know yeah. what happened. We know, um, you know, everything he went through. We know about his parents. We know he got shot multiple times in his life. And it's just like, it ain't nothing new. Yeah, but I, I did like uh, the documentary, the, the, F, the FX, the Hulu documentary, though. That was dope. Oh, I only got to uh, the second episode of that. I uh, Oh, bro, you need to watch that whole yeah, show. I, I got to finish watching that. Five episodes. How many episodes is it? Three? Uh, five. Five, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whole five episodes is dope. Okay. Yeah. Like, it, goes, it. it goes through each career. Like, it don't skip. It don't, like, it go to when he when he was young, when he first, you know, got, you know, birthed. Then it went to, I think it went from... Yeah, talked about his mom being in jail and things like that. Yeah, talked about that. I think part one, part two is when he did the Juice movie when he got put on. Part three was uh, part three was the Me Against the World when he got locked up for that brief period of time and all that. Mm-hmm. Like Shook It from our niggas era, Me Against the World era. I think four was the all out. The all four was the all out the Death Row era. That was episode four. And then episode five was at, where was everybody at when, when he, he died? Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dope. They broke it down. It it had some people there that you know his auntie was speaking. That was dope. Some of the black Panthers spoke about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't never that I ain't never knew. You know, the first time seeing for the first time. Um, what else? Who else? Um. He just broke it down. It was so dope because I already saw Resurrection. I just seen all the interviews, all that I know right. about his life. But the fact that they incorporated his mom into the shit, that's what make it dope because his mom had a whole story before he was even born. Uh-huh. She that's was a true. Black Panther. She had her own story. And the fact that you tie that in with his story, it just made it doper. Shout out to... uh, Allie Hughes. Um, yes. And the fact that you're willing to do a documentary after the situation that happened in '93, and the fact that you came back, that was hard. Like he he did his thing on that. He redeemed himself. He did his thing on that. Shout out to the Hugh Allen Hughes because he killed that shit. Now right. I hope he do. I hope he do something else. Hope he do another story like that because that was hard. It right. It was. I like what I like what Angie Martinez is doing for Biggie. I like that too. Like, but. To see that on screen, the way he he rolled it out and how he had important people. He didn't have Jada on there. And he had mm-hmm. like like just just people that you wouldn't didn't hear, like just you know, his some of the outlaws and you know, some of the people he was really close to, label mates or Snoop, you know, like 
you know, Black Panther, people who knew his family's mom. Like, it's just dope. Like, I'm going to have to watch it again, bro. I Like, I'm definitely watch it again, like, next year or some, sometime Christmas, some shit. I don't know. Right. It definitely is a, it's another, it's another, I'm looking at it again. Bro. Right. So when it comes to this shit, bro, I don't want to hear none out of her. Majority of the verses, unless they're giving out new verses. But if you're going right. to give out a pop album, don't put, just have him on there. Just put him. Right, that's true too. Especially if he recorded verses. Right, make it like a to the end of time type shit or something. Like, like don't put no new verses. Don't have no niggas on there. Like, like they try to do De La Soul and shit. Not De La Soul, but Gangstar and shit. Like, bro, just leave these niggas. Even though I like that cold song, but just, just, just let it go, bro. Just leave it alone. Right. Legacy will live on without a new album, bro. Trust me. This is pop right. we talking about. Right? Like I said, the 90s are over. I mean, we, we've moved on from that. And now we're just living in a time where forward progress is, you know, the, is the motivation for everything. It's, you know, forward progress, whether it's, you know, work, it's, you know, music, movies, things like that. And it's just like... Why continue to exploit this man's death and, you know, say, oh, we got uh, vocals, we're going to do another album, especially if we, you know, trying to move forward and we're trying to find the next big thing in rap today. Like, why go back to try to exploit this man's death and try to, you know, say, oh, um, you know, we're going to put Cause, uh, cause, like you said, I got a feeling uh, now that that's what they're gonna try to do. They're gonna try to add, you know, these newer uh, artists on these uh, on this supposed album or in these supposed singles to try to sell the uh, to try to sell the album out, and it's just not gonna work. And you know, it's it's just like why? Like you you're basically just beating a dead horse. You're basically, you know, kicking a man while he's down. Like, just just let it go. Just move on, and you know, just just let the music uh, live on for, uh, especially with what we have now. Exactly. But I mean, j- just to exploit that man, you know, for for attention and for money, that that's bullshit. It's like, come on, bro, like. Just leave it as is, you know. Just say the vocal. Uh, just just say the vocals. We won't release them because of you know da 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 da. And you know just just move on, bro. Just just move on. Because not everything needs to be remade, uh, or uh, you know, brought back into the light and things like that. Some things are just better left uh, uh in the vault. Yes. But um, other than that, uh, anything else uh, you want to add on to this before we get in? Before we rank some uh, Wu Tang albums, man, let's just enter the rule, bro. All right, let's enter the Wu. Uh, all right, uh, we got uh, four uh, solo Wu Tang albums, and all we gonna do is just rank them from um, best to worst. Um, 
just because we're putting it at a lower number does not mean uh, that we think the album is bad. It's just, you know, how the game goes. All right. So for um, this this uh, episode of Ranked, we got ODB with Return to the 36 Chambers. We got Raekwon with Only Built for Cuban Links. Ghostface with Iron Man and Jizza with Liquid Sword. So, uh, Jared, how are you going to rank them? Um, all classics. Um, all classics, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like Rizzo with his own point and the fact that he struck up a deal with just give everybody a solo effort. Cause I just finished the show on Hulu last week, bro. That that, that show was a phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal show. The Rizzo, the the Rizzo was kind of questionable, but everybody else was dead on. The fits, everything, dead on. Um, Storylines, dead on. Of course, they sensationalized it for the for the show. Of course, everything wasn't like how it was, but it was inspired by true events. So, they ain't gonna get directly. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to dry snitch nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um. Rizza, you know, produced these efforts and it sucks because the Spread the Day album would have been hard if it wasn't for the flood. <clears throat> and um it probably they had a little Spider-Man theme and that shit was probably gonna be tough. It's probably gonna be it's gonna be hard. I already know, because Spread the Death is one of the underrated lyricists from the Wu Tang clan. And I think if Rizza would have did he came out ninety nine, he came out kinda late when Rizza was kinda done with you know, you notice everybody's second album wasn't really that good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Method Man sophomore struck, uh, Jinx. Yeah, but Method Man went platinum twice. To Cal two thousand did good. Um, Ghostface Supreme Clientele went did it went gold, but it still was was another sophomore album that was great. But everybody else fell short because RZA really stopped after 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 uh, Wu Tang Forever. RZA kind of fell back. I mean, he dropped his album and all that, but RZA kind of was just RZA just was just kind of over that shit for real. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah um. Number four, um, I'm going to put ODB. Okay. And um, album was great. It was, like you said, there's no father to his style. And I just feel like, you know, he, he, he had some dope songs on there, like, you know, Brooklyn Zoo, um, Protect Your Neck Part 2. Um, Raw High with Method Man, uh, Shimmy Shimmy Ya. Like, it's just a lot of classics, bro. Like, he was all over the place. He moaning and shit. He had a six minute intro. <laughs> like, he was, oh, that shit was, uh, uh, I can't listen to that all the way through like that. I mean, I did before, but because it was so all over the place. 
But it's a dope ass album though. Like if you first listen to it, like ain't no album sound like that, bro. Like I think it was he and I'm glad that he was him. He was himself on this album. Like he wasn't trying to be Rizzo. He wasn't trying to be nobody. He was the funny nigga. And that's what you heard on his album. He liked to be a comedian. That's what you heard on his album. Mm-hmm. Like a like a Richard Pryor lyricist type shit. Like it was dope. Like really like awesome like Dolomite type shit. This shit was dope, man. Mm-hmm. It was dope. I like that shit. Then you got the out the 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 uh, welfare card on the album cover. That's true. Like how how raw is that? No pun intended. Like how how like shit was wild, bro. Dope as fuck. All right, what you got for number three? Number three. Uh, let me get Ghostface, Iron Man. Okay. And Ghostface is my favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan. But his RZA's beats on Iron Man says, you know, that was his alias, Iron Man, Tony Stark. I just like how they did this shit, man. The skits was dope. I like 260. I like Assassination Day. I like Kame. Kame was like Kame. That was like Ice Cream Part Two. Um, what else you got on there? You got um. Daytona 500 with Raekwon. Yeah, Daytona 500. You got um I gotta think of this shit by heart. Um oh the jet the, the uh, all I got is you the yeah. Michael Jackson sample, which was dope as fuck. I remember I cried first time I heard that shit. That shit was that deep. Like he cut through with that shit, bro. He did Talking about his family. He cut through with that shit. Like the sample, Mary singing, like it was just dope as fuck. Um, Black Jesus, where you got motherless child. Oh my god, motherless child. That beat to this day is so hard, bro. He just started getting better. Mm-hmm. Even they, they they had went to wars on there, but it ain't streaming. But now on his album, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, like it's just dope. You added Capadonna on this shit, you know, he got out. Cap, you got Capadonna on it, and it's like you got Wild Iron Maiden, um, Boxing Hand with Method Man, Black Jesus. It was dope ass album, man. The Beast was 260, the Beast was. Beast was straight. The skits on there was straight. I fuck with it. Even though Ghostface said he was at a bad time. He like he had it in his life at this time. Like I think he discovered he had diabetes or some shit at this time. I think so. Yeah, so 
mentally, he ain't really he had it. He was in a bad time of his life when he made this. That's why he said he liked Supreme Clientele. He was more lively on that one. So shout out to Ghost. Number two, Jizza. Bruh. Mm-hmm. This shit come on hard. Pause. Like this shit, dog. Liquid Source come on hard, and it got that little skit on there that they took from. I forgot what what fucking anime that was. Like, yeah, but it took it. I forgot. Rizzo said it. Took it from this. Took it from this uh, little. Um, from this movie, man, and and it's skit and it's threaded throughout the album. Um, you got Liquid Swords that was doop, boom, 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 boom. later on. Rhapsody did the beat, mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of people don't remember that this is his sophomore album. This is not his first album. This is his first Wu Tang album, but it's not his first album for real. He had an album prior called The Genius. Back then, when he had a deal, but that fell short. Yeah, he even went with a uh, different name, too. Yeah. So, um, Duel of the Iron Mike with Master Killer, Spectre Deck. That was dope. Uh, Cold World with Spectre Deck, hard. Fourth, bruh, fourth Chamber is probably top 10. Rizzo beat of all time. And probably top five Ghostface first of all time. Fourth Chamber was hard. And I remember Pharrell rapping that shit on his uh, In My Mind pre-crail Gangsta Grills tape. Mm-hmm. I remember that, too. He rapped the Liquid Swords, too, but the way he did Fourth Chamber, hard. Hard, bro. Shadow boxes, Method Man. Method Man shined on that one. My favorites. Um, Bible, basic instructions before leaving Earth. Hard. Like, he dropped so much gems on this shit, bro. And Rizza felt like, I felt like he's, he slick kind of gave Jizza the best beats. Like, this shit is incredible. Investigative reports, like, he has some shit on here, bro. Jizzle can really rap for real. Like, Jizzle can spit the way he just, he got a lot of run on sentences with his flow. Like, I love it. No, nobody really do that shit now. Like, like, he had his own little flow for real. Like, I fuck with it. Album covers dope. Like, this shit, this shit's dope, bro. He got, he got like a master class or some shit. He did like a, uh, what he do, bro? He did like a TED talk or some shit. Yeah, about like science and rap or some shit, mathematics type shit. I don't know. It was I watched it. It was dope. How he incorporated science and shit, like yeah, beast. Last but not least, my favorite, my favorite, favorite solo Wu Tang album. Only built for Cuba Links. This album. Is the ultimate, ultimate dope boy album mixed in like 
he it, 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 his thing when he said his thing was the killer, Scarface, and the Godfather. It's all sprinkled in this shit. Damn. And he went for that mafioso shit. You notice, know, you know, uh, what's it called? Niggas, you know, change their whole style up. Think about, you know, Coogee rap and Nas and AZ. Like, this is the mafioso shit. This was like, I ain't gonna say this was the birth of it, but it inspired a lot of shit after that. Mm-hmm. Two Chains said he liked this album. Like, he was like, bro, they say the same shit we saying, but just a different way. Like, they just had their own lingo, like their own slang. Like, let's go for knowledge, God, hard, mm-hmm. criminology, dope as fuck, the video dope as fuck with the with Ghostface with the robe on, Red Quan with the silk. Like, that beat is hard. You incorporate Scarface, get in there. The beat down, 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 boom, 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 down, hard. Yeah. Down, 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 hard. Um, what else? It crossway the scar faces. Oh my god. Hard beat. We in the wizard connect. But you do stop with the record is new. He knew how to rap, man. Like dope as fuck, bro. Like love that shit. Like <laughs> Crossway Scarface was just so dope. The messaging and that, like the beat just cut through. It just cut through the radio. It just cut through, bro. Like um, what else? Rainy days, hard. Inside, like everything about this album was hard. Guillotine, Inspect the Deck, got the, the Inspect the Deck got the best intro verses of all time. If you if you take this verse, Triumph verse, and Protect Your Neck verse, always kills it. Always kills this shit, bro. Poisonous paragraph, smash the phonograph in half, and comes to inspect the death on the warpath. Yeah, like come on, bro. who says shit like that, bro? Fire. That's almost dope. As I bomb my tomboli, Sultanese monopolies, my prophecies, don't bomb the on robbery. Like, come on, like him. Everybody killed that verse on Guillotine. And if you know about your Wu-Tang history, you heard that beat on Method Man's Meth versus Chef on the Takao album. Mm-hmm. That was the intro to the song. And they just made it into the beat. Uh, Can It All Be So Simple Remix. Dope. Shark niggas when he was, they low-key this Biggie about biting the album cover when he had a kid on here. But Nas did it first. Mm-hmm. Um, ice water was dope. Glaciers of ice. Oh my god. Fuck. Beat. Never heard a beat like that before in my life. Like everybody killed that shit. 
Master Killer would, you know, he was starting to get on his own. The fact that, you know, Ray with Ghostface was like the support, like the co-star on this shit with Cabadonna was dope as fuck. And Iron Man was like the cousin to this album. Like, this shit was just dope, man. How they just incorporated it. Like, it, it, it was like some movie type shit. Uh, verbal intercourse with Nas. Nas was the first non-Wu-Tang member on a Wu-Tang album. He was the first one. It was just them. All Wu-Tang niggas at first. Nas was the first one featured on a Wu-Tang album. That's how much respect they got for Nas and shit. Like, and he killed that shit. And verbal intercourse killed the shit. Um, what else? Ice cream. Like, they said they needed a single. They needed something, you know, light, radio friendly. Rayquan ain't like it at first, but. Ghost liked it. It was a dope song, bro. I, I used to love coming home to watch Rap City just to see this video come on. You had the fine girls. You had the chicks with the ice cream t-shirts with the flavors on it. Right. That shit, that shit was just dope, man. It was it was dope song. Met the man on the hook. Met the man, hey, met the man. Every hook that met the man is on, that shit strikes gold. I don't know if niggas know that. If this Wu Tang song and Met Smith's man's on a hook, it's a it's it's, it's pure gold. Um, Wu Gambino's hard. Heaven and Hell, man. Heaven and Hell is such a dope song. I ain't never heard a song about robbing a nigga be so poetic. Right. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, damn, how did they do that? How did they make Robin seem like the most pure shit with the, with, the, with, with the dope symphonies and the song. It's 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 not like a gangster song, but it's like a they just talking about damn. I had to rob this nigga. Like like they made it so poetic, dog. I had to go back and listen to. I like yo. This is a really a song about robbing a nigga for real. Dope man, just the North Star, the skit at the end, ended it off dope. It's just a dope project, man, and I and I feel like Raekwon really found himself. It's like everybody found themselves and who they were outside of the group. Who were they? Who they were individually? Right. So it won't really sound like a Wu Tang project, like, and it it, it sounded dope. Like that's why I feel like. The success of these albums, like Rickon had to, he had to step up. Like he was the third, he had to step up because Method Man went platinum out the gate. Ladies fuck with him. Everybody fuck with him. ODB was the wild one, wild album. Came out, struck gold. Rayquan was next and Rayquan delivered. Like, even though Rayquan ain't really put out too much. He after that, like versus is dope. Talk about album wise. Right. He ain't really put out, you know. I mean, Cuba Links 2 was straight, but it wasn't the first one, obviously. And RZA <laughs> wasn't all over that one. But 
he just I mean this is this was his magnum opus like this was his album like this was this was dope man and the fact that he put Ghostface as the co-star on there they just had they just had dope chemistry together they brought that mafioso out of the group like like and he sprinkled some karate shit in there too like it was just it is it is dope man this was a dope album bro like I always go to this I always will go back to this album, bro. I just feel like this all the way through the sequencing was just so hard. Like you could put you 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 could make an album sound like a whole playlist if you don't sequence it right. Mm-hmm. If you sequence sequence it right and it flows, it's like he's telling a story, man. This shit is dope, man. So I put Raekwon number one, and. All these Wu Tang albums, bro, I I cherish. Even the ones that didn't really do good, like I like everybody's first album to me was straight. You got Inspector Deck, Capadonna, Pillage. Um, yeah, like all the other ones that they really don't get mentioned like that. With even RZA album, Bobby Digital shit, like even even the Grave Digger shit, like all that shit was hard. All that shit was hard, man. Like them, them is a timeless group. I, I, they're like the real life Avengers to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, Ghost already Iron Man, so it's like everybody just every. I say that because our, everybody in Avengers got their own strong role in what they play in Avengers. Everybody got their superpower. Even, 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 even when uh the Avengers go solo. All these solo movies is hard. That's true. That's why I compare the Wu Tang like, they, and they sell too. And they sell like Captain America got his own little vibe, his own series. Thor, Hulk, Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, just different. Uh, Doctor Strange, Spider Man. Everybody got their own. That's you got. I mean, that's spent the deck. Everybody got their own shit. It's just dope, man. I will tell you forever. You see the logo, you already know who it is. Even if you don't listen to rap, you know who Wu Tang is. If people don't really listen to rap like that, the 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 hardcore hip hop fans always go back to Wu Tang, especially overseas with the why people love them, man. The the, the karate mixed with rap that was different too, because blacks we love karate back in the seventies, eighties. That's what we love back in the day. Karate was our shit. You see The Last Dragon. We worship karate as a black community. Like, <laughs> and the fact that they incorporated that in their music was different. And they, to me, they were the most gangsters people of all time. And intel- it was intelligent thugs. Them the most dangerous niggas. Five <laughs> <laughs> percenters, you know, they got wisdom. Knowledge itself, like the nigga. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. All the niggas who's five percent is got is the dopest artist. <laughs> who's on? Uh, who's on Wu Tang? That's uh five percenters. Every all, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. All of them studied that. Only I say RZA and Jizza 
and Cabadonna's probably the only ones that's really invested in that shit. And ODB, uh-huh. ODB too. Everybody else study that shit. They all live by that shit. Talk if you go through each interview, they all talk about the five percent nation and what it meant to study and all that shit. You hear it in the music. Mm-hmm. And they all was five percenters, bro. Like. There's a lot of niggas, dog. Back in the day, there's a lot of niggas that was five percenters. Tribe, uh, Kane, Rakim, mm-hmm. Nas, Hove, um, Erica Badu, um, Brand Nubian. They the ones that really brought that shit to like kind of like. Right, that's true. Like Lord Jamar, all them niggas, Brand Pooba, they was five percent of like they brought that shit out. Like all them niggas, yeah, bro. They like put it in the music too. Yeah, they put it in the music. Yeah. So yeah, man. But that's my list. My bad. I was so long-winded. You know, I like to explain my shit. Why <laughs> I like this shit. But I just love Wu Tang so much that I just I just geeked out just now. But <laughs> but that shout out to all them, man. Like. Nothing slight about this list. All the albums is dope. I just feel like these are the four top ones to me. I would put Supreme Supreme Clientele in there, but it wasn't a, a it wasn't a, a all RZA project. That's why I put Iron Man on there. Right. This is just RZA based. This is just RZA based albums. So what you what, what's your list? All right, for me, number four, I'm going to have to go with uh, Return to the 36 Chambers. Um, I, I was kind of like you when I first heard it. Like, uh, it, it started out like the first half was good, and then, like, toward the second half, it I just kind of, I, I don't want to say lo- uh, lost interest in it, but it was kind of, uh, I, I guess you could say, like, all over the place, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of went like all over the place toward the second half. But other than that, um, you know, it it had, you know, great singles off that one. Uh, it had Shimmy Shimmy Ya, like you said. That was a huge single. Uh, even kind of a funny video uh, back then, too, if you go back and rewatch it. You know, you had, uh, you know, him, you know, having, you know, the 70s outfit, you know, dancing in the Soul Train line and things like oh, yeah, that. The blonde afro and shit. Yeah. yeah you had took. that. Um probably one of my all time favorite songs from ODB, Brooklyn Zoo. Um uh, yeah. and, and uh just by going back and watching the video to that, um props to ODB for you know trying to keep uh when you watch the uh the edited video version that you know props to him for you know keeping it you know not only clean, but not, uh, but also not saying a, uh, a single curse word in the video too. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah, that was weird. Up, hearing mm-hmm. that. It was, especially, you know, compared to, you know, the record single and, you know, him, but, you know, there was something, well, for me back then, you know, it was kind of, you know, a little bit funny, but dope hearing them, you know, with the line, you know, get the fuck out of here, you know, in the edited version, he's just screaming, get out of here! And, you know, it. I, I just thought, you know, even though it, it pained him, you know, to 
do edited versions like that, but you know, you got to do what you got to do, you know, for the younger kids to listen because as we all know, Wu-Tang is for the children. Yes. Uh, you had that you had um what else? You had uh, Hitler to the Hopper, I think. You had, uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out what else was on that, uh, was on that first half. Um, what was it? Uh, Baby, come on. There we go. That's the one I was thinking of. You had that. And um, like I said, with the second, uh, with the second half of the album, I, I started losing interest in it a little bit because, you know, you had Brooklyn Zoo 2, Protect Your Neck to the zoo. And it's just like, all right. Uh, after that, I was just kind of like, all right, it, uh, good album nonetheless. But it, it you know, it uh, like I said, the second, uh, the second half just didn't really do it that much for me uh, like the first half. So I got to put that at number four. Number three. Hmm. I may have to go with Liquid Swords for number three. Um, okay. Great album. Uh, love the title track. Um, one of my favorites, I'm surprised you didn't uh, talk about this one, was I Got You Back. I Got You Back because you, be- you, you best watch your front or uh, something like that. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, that one was dope. That's uh, another one of my favorites off that one. Um, basic instructions before leaving Earth. That was dope. Um, Cold World, Fourth Chamber. Um, you know, all great. Um, but I had to put it on number three because uh, I just like the other two better than that one. Yeah. Um, and again. Uh, it, it's not that the album was bad or anything like that, but you know, when it comes to rank, that's you know what we do here. We gotta rank them as is, and you know, I thought Liquid Swords was the better album than Return to the Thirty Six Chambers, but you know, the other two, it was in my opinion just better than that. So, um, with that being said, number two, I gotta put. Iron Man on there because, um, man, that uh, a great first album from uh Ghostface, uh, like you talked about, Motherless Child, one of my favorites. Um, you know, the heart wrenching, all I got is you, that which is now uh an instant classic from uh Ghostface. Uh, what else you had? Um, you had Assassination Day, like you talked about. Dope uh, beat, dope lyrics, uh, boxing hand with Method Man. Um, another one of my favorites uh, uh, it was Fish. That was the one with Raekwon and Cappadonna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another one of my favorites uh, off that one. Um, Daytona 500, like you said, too. Um, Classic. Go ahead. No, 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 I'm just saying classic. classic. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I got to put Iron Man at number two, and I agree with you at number one, only built for Cuban links because, I mean, just classic songs after classic songs, especially, you know, with criminology, incarcerated scar faces, uh, you know, back to back. 
Um, what else did you have on there? Um, could it all be so simple? The remix was on there too. Uh, mm -hmm. You had that. You had ice cream, verbal intercourse. Uh, I wrapped the first part, uh, first couple seconds to guillotine swords on uh, off that album. Ice cream. Um, that's a classic uh, track right there. Wu Gambinos. Uh, yeah. Man, just heaven and hell in. I'm probably going to have to uh, revisit this later on in the week, too. Um, but still, just just a great album. Uh, a great first album from Raekwon. Um, damn. So, yeah, I, I got to put that as number one, too. So, uh, my four was uh, ODB, uh, Liquid Swords, uh, Iron Man, and Only Built for Cuban Links at uh, number one. But um, that's how I rank them. But um, anything else you want to add before we get into uh, shout outs and album recommendations? No, nah, that's no, nah, that was that was perfect, bro. That was good. Right. We can right. go ahead and close it out. All right. Oh, I got one more question uh, before we move on. All Is right. only built for Cuban Links the best solo Wu Tang album? I would. I may have to I'll, say, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, it's between that and uh, Supreme Clientele. Ooh, damn! Because Supreme Clientele inspired the Blueprint. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say, but I, but I say, I say only bit for Cuban Links. I'll be listening to that the most out of all of them. That's true. That is true. I, I would say that. I would say, well, my top three would probably be that uh, at number one. Number two, I would say, I may have to say, I won't say Takal yet. I'll put that at number three. I may have to say Supreme Clientele at number two and then Takal. I'm gonna say Supreme Clientele number one, number two, only built for Cuban links, and number three. I'm gonna say, mm, I'm gonna say Iron Man. Say Iron Man. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and get into uh, shout outs and album recommendation. Go ahead, Jared. Um, shout out to my homie Cal. Um, DJ Young Frankie, he's doing his thing out here, man. Um, I'm proud of him. Um, he's doing what he said he was gonna do. He stuck to it. He didn't get discouraged when he first started putting videos up on YouTube. When he got his, you know, low views and all that, he still kept it going. He made people believe in him. Right. And people will come up to me and be like, "Yo, I see your homie be DJing and shit." Like, like he was, it was getting, it, it was cutting through, it was cutting through, and um, like you know, people might not you know view the video or see it, but they know what he do. Once you keep doing certain things repeatedly, people be used to it. 
Right. Like people, if people, if if you freestyle on Facebook every day, and when they see you, they're gonna be like, "Yo, where the freestyle at?" You know what I'm saying? Right. Just, you know, it's you know, you just you just do keep do repeating and doing certain things. People gonna know you for that. So that's what he did. Like he just put it in their faces, pause. So it's like. <laughs> Everything worked out, man. He doing good, man. I'm, I'm proud of him. Um, shout out to all the creators, man. Um, and just do your thing, man. Don't worry about who viewing what. And just do what you love to do, man. Just keep putting content out. It's all about content. Putting content out in the streets. And when niggas finally get put on, they can do the rest of the, they can do the rest of their homework and just listen to all the other shit. Right. So don't worry about how late a motherfucker starts listening to your shit, man. Once they hear one, they're going and they like it, they're gonna try to hear the last episode. Or they're gonna keep, you know, doing their homework and, and listen to what's next. And I just feel like, you know, people shouldn't get discouraged by that. Uh thank you to all the listeners who, you know. Who been rocking with us in season one? Um, I'm proud of me and Nick and Kyle because we on season four right now, and uh, and we we've been pushing, man. We've been we've been doing the good. We've been getting better every season, and we we love doing this shit, man. We we're having this conversation anyway. It's just two friends talking about hip hop, and it's just recorded. Just you know, regular shit. Um, album recommendation. Since we talked about it, I'm gonna go with Supreme Clientele. Ghostface second album. Uh, I feel like he was more lively on this one. Life was good. Um, he had songs like. Um, let me see. <laughs> he had songs like. Um, Mighty Healthy, which which Kanye used on um Cruel Summer with uh with New God Flow. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's the same beat my, of Mighty Healthy, but Eddie put Ghostface on the song. Oh, uh huh. At the end, um. Nutmeg, like, oh my god, that song is so dope, bruh. Like, after the end, he, you know, he still sprinkled Iron Man, you know, he got Iron Man in the skits, so he's still sticking with the Iron Man theme, which I thought was dope. He had the Iron Man theme, so I'm, I'm <laughs> had the Iron Man theme on there. You got Nutmeg, you got one, one was hard Saturday night. Ghost, Ghost Danny. I like that one. But I like the original one better. Apollo Kid. Oh my God. That video. Apollo Kids. He walking down the street with the fucking Ric Flair robe and shit on. <laughs> man, that shit was just so dope, man. And he had Raekwon on there spitting. It's like, this is right before Wu Tang's uh, third album, The Wu, The W. Which went platinum also. 
Um, what else? Kate Woods. Buck fifty, which was dope. Mighty healthy. Um, Malcolm, which is hard. Shar Char says Lagos, but you got that. I used to watch that video too. So that's a go. He kept man. He with the robe again. Eddie had the fucking the eagle on his wrist. Like he man, he's different, bro. <laughs> he was fucking different, bro. I used to kill this nigga. I used to kill niggas with Ghostface Killer on uh Def Jam Vendetta. Like Kill niggas with Ghostface, bro. That shit reminded me of fuck like it, they slick. They slick to the. I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I don't know if this true, but I slick feel like Dev Jam Vendetta took the idea from the fucking Wu Tang game. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, think about it. Even the Wu Tang game have fatalities and shit. And once you do the special. You usually do the special and you end up winning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the fact that you got Ghostface on it, if they could have redid, if they could redo the Wu-Tang game, make it like Dev Jam Vendetta, like, that shit would be so hard. They need, but yeah, they, they got to remaster it. It's, like, been, over, it's yeah. been about 20 years now. Just make a Dev Jam. You just use them. Just make a Dev Jam Vendetta game with rappers and just added them niggas on there, like like creative, like 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 um unlockable characters and shit. Right. Like that would be dope. Just have all Wu Tang on there. That shit would be so fire, bro. And then you got Clyde Smith when he's addressing. Um, the 50 Cent situation. This was after How to Rob came out, 99. Ghostface, you know, he, he addresses that shit. Uh, Wu Banga, one-on-one, that was like the, um, you know, like the posse cut. This shit was hard, man. His flow, man, when he started putting words together and shit, like, his flow got better. Like, he was just in his own bag. We felt like you could tell he was in a good headspace. He was having fun. Like, this album inspired a lot of albums, bro. This shit was, like, the soul samples on this shit? Classic. Kanye said it himself. Him and Just was such a fan of Supreme Clientele that they did, they applied that same formula to create the blueprint. Mm-hmm. That's how the blueprint was made. Because if it wasn't for gold, Supreme Clientele, wouldn't be no blueprint. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like he he bit, I ain't say he bite, but he got inspired by Ghostface album. He was like, bro, I want some soul samples on my shit too. And it worked. It worked. Uh, what else? Um a lot of shit was inspired after that. Like, a lot of people was doing the soul samples and shit. Like, like, this shit was different, man. Um, yeah, Ghostface was just my favorite one. He was that nigga, the confidence, the swag with the, with the, with the, what? That's the 
that's the first nigga without Ric Flair <clears throat> that I see having on a robe as an outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a designer robe at that. With the do-rag, the, the big-ass medallion, the eagle claw. Like, what the fuck was that? He's just a real-life superhero, bro. <laughs> superhero shit, bro. And he's so dope. I forgot about this. He's so dope. He had a part on Iron Man movie, but they didn't put him in the movie. Um, Robert Downey Jr. said said himself that that Ghostface was the real Tony Stark. Uh huh. Which gotta, one was that one? The first one. Yes, he had. He got, bro. He, bro. He told Ghostface he's the real Tony Stark. Like how how fire is that? Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. That's that's. If y'all get a chance, bro, I recommend you listen to Iron Man first, then see the elevation, see the growth, because it's like a four year difference. But that's that's a fun album, bro. Everybody should. I feel like everybody should. That's everybody should be everybody's catalog, man. Like I said, if you want to hear the blueprint, listen to the inspiration before that, man. Um, and just be careful, man. Watch your health. Um, I want to big up my boy Ashton, man. I wish he, he gets well. He got we went through a situation the other day that got him in the hospital, man. I want to wish him the best of luck. And you going you gonna make it out, bro. You know what I mean. We gonna we gonna keep you know it's still positive energy in a situation. We're not gonna speak negative. You will get through this shit, bro. I promise you, bro. Right. Shout out to the champ, Brooklyn, Pina Colada, aka Ashton Bradley, and that's it, bro. All right. <laughs> um. Man, shout out to everybody who's still, you know, rocking with us. Um, like we said, first episode of season four. Uh, hopefully, we're going to keep giving y'all some more great content. Uh, we're going to continue to give you uh, some of our takes, whether they be good and bad. Uh, we're going to throw in some comedy in there every now and then, too. Um, you know, shout uh, just shout out to everybody who's having, uh, you know, a good summer. Hopefully, y'all staying safe. Y'all staying hydrated because it's hot as fuck out here, too. (laughs) It is hotter than a motherfucker out here. But, uh, you know, hopefully y'all staying safe, staying indoors if you can, uh, just to beat this heat. Um, What else? Um, I mean, a lot of people ain't going to like this, but shout out uh, to Lil Uzi Vert. His album went number one. Breaking, okay. uh, hit, yeah, hitting, uh, breaking hip hop's uh, curse of not having a number one album in the country, but you know the Pink Tape did that. So shout out to him. Uh, what uh, what else going on? Uh, there was something else, but I totally forgot uh, what it was. But anyway, um, basically everybody's just you know stay safe out there. Uh, you know. 
be safe, be aware of your surroundings. Um, hopefully, we're going to try and drop uh, some more new merch uh, over at um, the podcast store. Uh, link is in the sh- We'll put the link in the show notes, too. Um, I'm rocking one of the shirts right now as we record. Um, and with it, I mean, I'm very surprised on how it came out, too. Um, so definitely go get you a shirt. Go get you a hoodie. Uh, get you a hat. We got those things up and running right now. Um, yeah, go cop that. Um, what else? Album recommendation. Hmm. Let's see. Well, since you brought up Brooklyn, uh, I'm going to give you Joey Badasses before the money. Um, definitely. definitely a, I would say this was an underrated uh, album from him. I would say so, because not a lot of people talked about this when it came out, um, especially at the time, because I think this was 20, I want to say 2015, 2014, somewhere in that area. But anyway, um, you know, just a great album. Uh, you know, the intro, uh, Save the Children, Paper Trails, um, what else? Peace of Mind. Uh, like me with BJ the Chicago Kid. Um, one of my favorites off the album, number 99, um, Christ Conscious. That was uh that was a pretty good single right there. You had uh Big Dusty, I think that was like the very first single off the album to promote it. Um man, what else? Um I'm trying to think uh, without looking at the track list. And you had, um, I think Black Beatles was on there too. I can't remember if it was off, the, it was on that one or if it was off uh, one of the mixtapes that he had. But uh, uh, again, definitely go check that one out uh, Before the Money by uh, Joey Badass. Uh, great album. I just hate not a lot of people talked about it because uh, it, it was a dope album. So go check that out. But um, shit, other than that, anything else you want to add before we get on out of here? Yeah, uh, speaking speaking of that, um, before the money, um, they had uh, that, this dope, because Christ Conscious was on there. That was hard as fuck. Right. Christ Conscious. OCB hard, right? The only child blues hard. There's some gems on there, dog. Right. There's some gems on there. That's another one. Black, yeah, Black Beatles, bro. Oh, um, it's on there. Yeah. Okay. The the song called Number Ninety Nine. That shit. That shit sound like so much like Scenario, don't it? Yeah. That shit sound like Scenario Part Three or some shit. Like the same type of cadence, and he killed that shit. The video was hard too. It was. It was like some purge type shit or whatever. Yeah, he man, this was this was slept on. Like this was his first album, right? I would I say think. so because I I think uh, nineteen ninety nine was like a mixtape. Yeah, I think this was his first album effort. Yeah. It was hard. It was it was a hidden gem. Like 
people I'm, yeah, people ain't really talk about this shit. Right. But he got older, like flow was getting better. Yeah, I like this shit. Right. That's a good, that was a good pick, man. I like yeah, a lot of people don't know about that shit. Right, they don't, which is kind of sad too. It is. Cause if you want that raw shit, this was one of them. Like this for y'all out the gate was hard. I know he, you know, he went back, you know, he did his little commercial thing with the uh all America badass. That was hard too. Right. But he had to do that just to so cause people was typecasting this nigga like, oh, he missed the hip hop. He's the he's Mr. Boom Bap. He was like, man, fuck that. I could do more shit than that. But he had to come back to his roots. Like he been he did a, you know, he did Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Which was cool. I don't know, but I got mixed reviews on that Beast Coast album. Right. It seemed like too many lyricists, but you know, not too not many saying much. Right. My thing is. No, I thought it was gonna be on some Wu Tang. No, you know, of course, no one can do what Wu Tang does. But I'm saying, like, you making actual songs, bruh. You should have did the unorthodox shit and just had a dope ass beat and just started spitting. Right. Cause how many niggas was in the group? Like ten. About. There was a lot of niggas in that group, dog. Like, like two, three, or four different groups put in one. Then. It didn't deliver like that. Right. I was so disappointed. Because that song, the single they dropped was hard. Um, Left Hand? Yeah. And Left Hand, I felt like that was a Wu-Tang type posse cut. Like, dog, they should have went with the, with the, I'ma just go straight hip hop, just spit, no hook. Right. That would have been better, cause you got all these. Come on, we shit. We'll say had lyricists too, but they all coincide with each other. Like they didn't try to make no radio friendly records. No, they got girl songs on here. Like what the fuck they got going on? Like I was highly disappointed. Right. I listened to that shit. I was like, bro, this is not what I expected, bro. It wasn't. It it really and truly wasn't. Because like I said, I mean, too many uh, rappers, but none of them wasn't really saying anything. (laughs) I don't remember one line from that shit. Same. And it was like, bro, like, bro, y'all need to, like, be on some lyricist loud shit. Like, y'all need to be, like, also... Cypher shit like one go, you go, you go, you go, like protect your neck type shit. The whole album should have been like protect your neck slash triumph. Mm-hmm. That was in my head. Protect your neck triumph. The whole album. Mm-hmm. They did. You know what they did? What they do? Tell you what they, uh, they did. Some slaughterhouse shit. Oh shit! <laughs> they try to make radio records with four lyricists. Did not work. They tried to go the Eminem route. That shit did not work. That's why Griselda was so prominent because that's the shit that Slaughterhouse should have been on. Right. 
But yeah, they Joey Badass, they dropped the ball. And that shit would have been dope if it was all RZA beats. Imagine how fire that would have been. Mm. The next album, if y'all hearing me, I know they friends of the show. If they hearing me, let RZA do your album and make that <laughs> shit straight hip-hop. Just rap. Fuck hooks. Just rap. If you make a hook, do like a simple hook, like cash rules, everything, like something simple. And then just just spit y'all asses off. Cause y'all can rap, but no one no one cares about what the fuck y'all are talking about. <laughs> y'all only had one video. I think. I don't even know what I don't even know what y'all second single was. It just came, bro. This shit just came and went. Right. I don't know, bro. Anyways, y'all be safe, man. Um, this is the ep- first episode of season four. We proud of us. I'm proud of what we came from to where we at now. Um, thank you for everybody that's listening. Um, shout out to uh DJ Young Frankie, aka Kyle Bell. He's doing his shit. He's still a part of the crew. I don't care what nobody say. He's still a part of the podcast. Right. Um, and we love y'all, man. All right, Nick, take it away. All right. Yeah, let's let's get on out of here since it's, it's, it's late. Um, as always, we thank y'all for uh, listening in, and we'll see you next time, hopefully in two weeks, for another new episode. <laughs> of the Low End Marauders podcast. Thank you for listening. We out. Peace. Peace. The Low End Marauders podcast is hosted by Kyle Bill, Jarrett Knox, and me, Nicholas Rawls. Our in and outro music, Fat Albert and Rudy, is by Ninth Wonder. Be sure to follow and talk to us on Instagram and Twitter, at Low End Marauders. Plus, stop by our our online shop and buy some merch to show your support for the show check the show notes for the link to the store if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, drop us a review why reviews are what helps get the show more attention so don't be shy to leave us a review and don't be afraid to say what you want to hear from us on future episodes as well also don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show so that way you know when new episodes are released And that way you can stay updated with us and the show. All right, everyone, that's it for us. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Peace.